This episode of Monocycle is brought to you by TNT's Good Behavior, the new seductive thriller that tells the story of a thief and a con artist trying to stay afloat and reunite with her 10-year-old son. Chaos returns to this con artist's life when she overhears a hitman being hired to kill another man's wife and sets out to derail the job. Dun, dun, dun. TNT will be live tweeting every episode of the show and the hashtag is good behavior. Let me know if you watch it. We can talk about it at a later date. Ka-ching, ka-ching, baling, baling, baling. Hi, and welcome back to Monocycle, a podcast by Man Repeller hosted by Leandra Medine. So it's Friday before Thanksgiving, which means that the same thing is on everyone's mind. Going home, or going to what home means to you, and trying to pick up the pieces of the last couple of weeks. I personally have been arguing a ton with my mom. Unrelated to the election, frankly, and probably just because she's my mom and I'm her daughter. But you know, I used to think there was no feeling less satisfying than recognizing a fallen hero. But recently, my perspective on that has really changed. For as much as my mom loves me, and for as great as she is, and for as long as we have been mother and daughter, 27 years, she genuinely doesn't get me. She doesn't know how to treat me. She doesn't know how to handle me. And I don't know if that makes sense, so I'll provide some context. I was in a really shitty mood on Friday night. I was really exhausted from the week. We had to scrap all of the stories we'd had scheduled for Wednesday through Friday and rewrite everything. That's a total of like 30 stories between basically Amelia and myself. And obviously Leslie, our editorial director, was extremely helpful in that she was editing and sourcing freelance writers to help pick up the load. But I was really dead by Friday afternoon. And my mom very well knows this. So I was in a shitty mood and I was really tired and I didn't want to talk. And I'd been like that more or less all week. Every time she texted me, I gratuitously answered, but I didn't engage in very much conversation. And I haven't really called her, but we've spoken every day on text message. And it started quite innocently. She'd make some passive aggressive comments at my husband. Like I haven't spoken with her in weeks, to which I'm thinking like, I fucking know what you ate for lunch yesterday, mom. What do you mean we haven't spoken in weeks? And then she was ignoring me at dinner. I complimented her food a couple times because it was delicious. And she pretended I didn't. And then the needle, or how does this saying go? The straw that broke the camel's back. And then the straw that broke the camel's back occurred on Sunday when my brothers told me that she had started a group chat among the entire family and deliberately left me out of it because quote unquote, she's being very hormonal nowadays. And I was like, what kind of fucking mother does that? And it occurred to me then that she doesn't get me. Instead of weathering the motions of the vicissitudes of my bullshit personality, which I do mean is bullshit from time to time, she fights back at it and she's petty about it. She's immature about it. And is that the way a mom is supposed to be? 
It pissed me off so fundamentally, and it's not the first time that I felt like my hero had fallen, right? The minute you start to metabolize the fact that your parents are humans too, that they have fears and concerns and that they freak out about things and that they're not immortal is a really strange and unique moment for a child. And I've experienced that before, but I can't get past the... She held me in her uterus, and then when she let me out of there, she held me in her arms until I could support myself. And after I could do that, she continued to hold me because the emotional support transcended my need for physical support. But then at some point over the last five years, she stopped. I don't think she knows that she stopped, but so is how it goes with a shifting paradigm. It makes perfect sense if you think about the way the traditional family plot unfolds. Child grows up, gets married, pursues family of her own, and parent feels as though he or she is worth less. Not worthless, but literally worth less. The feeling spirals out of control, I think. Parent begins to act out. Child either does or does not see through the act out, but if said child is emotionally intelligent enough to recognize what is happening, he or she responds. I am emotionally intelligent to recognize what was happening, but I don't respond the right way. If said child is mature enough to respond, the parent never actually gets left behind because the child allows for said parent to feel needed over and over, casting aside his or her own feelings to ensure that parent is doing okay. Right? So if I were mature, if I wasn't such a baby, I would let my mom feel needed. I would put aside my own bullshit, my own hormonal upticks. I would forget that I need support, that I still need someone to mother me, and just let the situation be what it is. That situation, of course, is ideal. And maybe it's the case for a lot of you. The thing is, I know that in spite of my emotional awareness, I so deeply lack the maturity to be there for my mom. And when I think about that, I think, maybe that means that I still need to be mothered. Maybe I'm still a child and I still need the support. And this is such a weird inflection point to be at because what do you do when you still need a mom but your mom is at the point where she needs to be mothered by you? <sighs> if you're me and my mom, you act like assholes. Your mom leaves you out of a group chat like mine did. She makes those passive aggressive comments at your husband. You tell her you hope you can be a better mom than she is, a terrible biting thing to say to your mom. You don't call her, not once, when she's executing the most difficult move of her life, packing up 27 years of memories from your childhood home and relocating elsewhere. And maybe you get a little sad when you think about all of these things, but not sad enough to mask or shield the resentment. You might still be so resentful, but fundamentally, I think, you understand that one day, and this day will come faster than you believe it will, you will regret this turmoil. And when I talk about moms, I'm talking about mother figures. They don't necessarily have to be the women who gave birth to us. They can be the women who have assumed these roles in our lives. Every therapist is going to tell me the same thing. I say this to myself. You can't change your mom, but you can change yourself. So why won't I just change myself? Why can't I mature up? I know I can. I've listened to enough Tony Robbins documentaries to know that the change is all in me and I can do it at the drop of a hat. So when am I gonna stop being so resentful? When am I gonna stop acting like such a baby and man the fuck up? You know, 
For as upset as I was waking up on Sunday morning to learn that my mom had started a group chat without me, deliberately leaving me out, it was also really liberating to come to terms with this new reality that she doesn't get how to deal with me. It almost made me feel like I could apologize for her. Is it apologize for her? It made me feel like I understood her better. And if she's not going to understand me better, then maybe I have to do the work to understand her better. I know that I was such a blister on Friday night, and I'm saying blister because I don't want to call myself a But I also know that if I had been in that situation, if my daughter was acting like a big fat asshole, I would hope that I would have enough cognitive awareness to recognize that this is a pattern, that my daughter is a good person, that she goes through phases, and that the only way to deal with the phase is to let her ride this wave. I bring this up now because we're all heading home next week. And again, home means different things for everyone. And we're entering a really, really important time of year. One that's often relegated to the status of superficial because of the marketing engine that is Black Friday slash Cyber Monday slash Christmas gift guides. But I don't want to be mad at my mom anymore. I would say life is too short, but I don't think it's that short. However, I do think life is too volatile. Too many weird things happen in too short a span of time. But we're at a really unique inflection point in history, in American history, in world history, in digital history. And I think I need to feel my mom's love more than I do her maternal support. Because as humans, in order to survive, what we need is connectivity. We need each other. And I'll take that at any cost at this point. Mama! So I want to resolve to let go, to stop expecting, to stop resenting, all of the things. And I really want to encourage that you do something similar, wherever it's applicable. It's been a weird month, one wrought with emotional insecurity. It's been exhausting for a lot of us, physically, emotionally, intellectually. But we have a chance to restore, and it's right now. It's facing us. So let's put the wallowing behind us. Remember what this, the royal this, is all about. Because at the crux of what makes this time of year so special is how natural it is to prioritize each other over our work, to do things for people who don't expect anything from us, and to focus on making our partners, friends, and families happy as hell. We become the most primal versions of ourselves. And those versions rely on love and connection, the crux of what it means to be human. The crux. We need each other to survive, people. So, over this period, from Thanksgiving into Christmas into New Year's, and then well into 2017 and 18, let's reinforce that power. Call your mom, tell her that you love her, call your sister, call your friend, call your neighbor, and let's let go. Happy Holidays. Signing off, Leonarda.
coming.